Hello and uh, welcome to another podcast of the Market Recap. So uh, let's look at the week ending May 15th. We had the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 2.7%. The S&P was down 2.3%. NASDAQ was down 1.2%. And uh, the 10-year was flat at 464 basis points. Oil, um, amazingly, was up 20.4%. at closing at $29.78 a barrel. So before I uh, recap this past week, I want to talk about um, the past few weeks. So what happened? Um, as I alluded to in my previous podcast, we were having earnings, the earnings for the big tech, the big five, Google, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, and Microsoft. And they all did terrific, as expected. And, you know, we do see a lot of um, money going into these stocks as as they should. I mean, why they have, and you're going to hear this a lot throughout the um, um, news media, the the financial news media. But it, but it's true. I mean, they all have strong balance sheets. They have cash flow. Uh, they got cash on hand. Okay, something that's very needed during these times when people are unemployed, when companies are shutting down, going bankrupt. Um, you need cash. And not only that, but these, for the most part, companies work virtually or, um, you know, through your computer. It's not like you have to go in and communicate and buy something and, you know, uh, you know, uh, or have like a service done to you in, in, um, in a brick and mortar store, you know, for exception of Apple, but Apple, obviously you could buy your phone or computer, whatever you need online. So, um, you know, the earnings were, were great. Um, you know, some of them were already anticipating great earnings and they were already rallying t- toward their earnings date. Um, but again, there's no surprise and there, sh- and, and there shouldn't be. And, you know, there is an argument that a lot of money is going into these stocks and it might um, have might overvalue the stocks because it's just not justifiable with the price earnings ratio or whatever. But as long as most states are shut down or now as we're starting to reopen, these will be the leaders of the pack. And, and it, like I said, and they should. I also want to touch on something that happened a few weeks ago was uh, the Brookshire Hathaway earnings. So um, Warren Buffett, um, if all of you um, probably new to investing or whatever, I would recommend um, just briefly going into uh, that broadcast and it's on YouTube about um, his Q&A session and what he talks about because you know this is in order for you to become a great investor or you know have an understanding of what's going on in the market you have to learn from the past and he, and he brings up a lot of valid points he looks at I mean he was stressing on you know the the greatness of the U.S. economy and the resilience through you know a lot of different scenarios where we had recessions, you had world wars, we had wars in general, and uh, we always came up on top. And I, you know, you, you have to understand that that will happen here as well. You know, the, the, the U.S. will learn to adapt to what is going on. Um, retailers, um, all companies will will work you know, with this in mind, and we will adapt and become a str- stronger company. So he echoes that throughout his um, conference call, um, which I think anybody should, 
you know, like get more details and listen to that. So I recommend you tuning into that um, and catching a, a bit part of, of, you know, his overview. In addition, um, he also talked about how he um, uh, sold all of his airline stock positions that he had. And he, you know, something I, I, I really respect about him and not, you won't hear this too much about this in uh, the investment industry or when you talk to quote and unquote investment professionals is when they make mistakes. And and he was straight up and he said, you know, he made a mistake uh, investing in the airline companies um, and he doesn't see growth um, to the 2019 levels for the next three or four years. So he basically, it's like, well, it's dead money. Why am I going to invest in, in, in this, continue to invest in the airlines if, if, I, am I going to gain anything from it um, for the next three or four years? So he exited all the positions that he has in the airlines completely. Um, and, you know, that that takes a lot of courage, um, you know, to, to first of all, especially how people look at him as such a, you know, uh, such an intelligent, bright, and, and like the most, probably the greatest investor that ever lived. And, you know, he admitted admitted that, um, you know, to in, in the conference call, um, but you know the the other thing is he he echoes a lot of uncertainty for the future, and he also talked about you know the great job the Fed did kind of to act so quickly to kind of backstop a lot of things, which you know I I, I also agree that they acted you know very quickly, but then you know he cautious um, that what is all this going to lead to in the future. You know, and and then he kind of um, backed that up by also saying that's why he they continue to have a lot of cash ready and on hand because it's like you know at some point um, the Fed cannot continue to do this indefinitely, and I believe um, that's another reason why uh, you know Buffett has been on the sidelines because he's probably seeing. Um, you know, th- this great uncertainty and what, um, you know, what are, are the consequences? I believe he mentions that word consequences in, in his um, a call um, of, of what the Fed is doing. And so it's better to be, you know, ready to act and have, you know, cash on hand than be fully invested in the market when you have so much, um uncertainty and even a lot of com- and you know a lot of if not all the companies are not providing any guidance because they don't know they don't know what to expect and this is unprecedented because this has i mean that's how you get kind of valuations for the S&P 500 is looking at what these companies are anticipating for earnings and and every company on Wall Street is pulling that because Again, it's they they don't know. I mean, are you going to try to guess um, on something that you have really never um, uh, kind of gone through before? Um, and you know, the last again epidemic uh, pandemic that we had was early in the nineteen hundreds, and um, now in, in modern day times, how we're so interconnected, that it's hard to. Um, put a price on or generate any type of growth estimates on on that. So so looking at something um, this past week, um, 
we start to to have tariff talk again. Uh, we were living tariff talk all last year and a little bit of the, I believe the year before where, um, you know, China and the U.S. were negotiating and, and you know, coming um, back with a deal. And, you know, we, we struck a deal. But now this whole backdrop about um, the virus um, and whose fault was it? And, you know, China should help us pay for some of um what we're dealing with here in the U.S. because, you know, they didn't do enough to warn the world or the country or whatever. And now looking at what we had previously, and, and I'm just looking at how the administration, you know, made decisions um, the past three three years, is they normally, um, you know, they, they like to be kind of like in the forefront, right? They want to make sure and let the american people know that the u.s first u.s is always you know is number one um and you know trump will cut deals to make sure that that you know we look like the best that nation in, on the planet so that's kind of like what i've seen of of his leadership and and what he has shown us so having that interpretation i think that trump um will or his administration, or do something where we get some sort of um, compensation or or something for what China did. In other words, make China do something, you know, probably monetarily wise or whatever, um, to help the U.S. because this was kind of China's fault. And you know, same thing with what happened. You know, during these tariff talks, it's like, you know, we have good relationships or whatever. But supposedly, you know, we haven't had a lot of um, good dialogue with the Chinese recently. Um, and I think there's a lot of bitterness between both countries of, of you, know, what, you know, what has happened now. And obviously, we have this tremendous high unemployment rate. And going into election year, it's just a recipe for something that needs to happen. I mean... Um, all the past couple of years, I remember telling my colleagues, I'm like, well, going into um, 2020, Trump had to cut a deal because this is what he would take. And just like they, they, they talk about in um, poli sci classes is that, you know, a president's job to be, is to be reelected, right? Or an official that, that's in government, his main purpose is to get reelected. So in this particular case, um, you know, Trump was going to be taking in if, let's say, everything being equal late last year, if everything is equal as it was late last year, that Trump would have gone in this year, going on to the, his um, uh, his rallies and say that he cut this deal with China, look at a great economy, unemployment, et cetera, et cetera. And now that that didn't happen, you know, how is he going to, um, you know, rally his base and, and make them feel like he's he's doing something for them. Well, other than I mean, my my guess is he's going to do something um, with China and have them somehow compensate us um, in a way where he could take that information or or um, and go into the election um, saying, "Look, look what I've done," um, and and you know, like we've we've slowly started going back to work, you know, unemployment numbers will probably start dropping because people were gradually going back to work. 
but there needs to be that that one thing that he he could go out there and um, you know use as kind of like his um, you know main point of what what he's going to do to turn around this economy and take us you know into in, into the next four years. And unlike the past two or three years, he had more time to work this out, right? Like he, um, you know, I remember him going to the G7 or the G12 or whatever, and um, he, everybody was just like on pins and needles, like, oh my God, is he going to be meeting with President Xi? You know, what are they going to talk about? You know, how, how, how are things going? It was such a kind of like big media event because this has been, you know, this this was leading them, but was moving the 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 markets um, like crazy. Is 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 everything moving forward? Are we getting closer to a deal? First, it was like I remember it was like mid year, like the beginning of I, I think twenty nineteen. Um, there was talk like he would have a deal like in June, and then that didn't happen. And then it was like, okay, when is that deal? Then it was like in the fall. So. Again, it's like there was a lot of time for him to work something out. This time, uh, he only, he has months to work something out or to come up with something um, when he goes into uh, you know election mode. And and you know I, I will give it to to Trump is is he knows how to go in there and talk and you know have a lot of uh, supporters. So. You know, again, it's like he needs this catalyst, whatever that may be, to go in there and to and to um, rally his base or rally the undecided voter and to get him on his side. Um, So that's why we've seen some volatility lately, because it's like, uh oh, are we going to have some more China issues or, you know, are we going to not have a deal? Are we going to still have tariffs going on, especially during these times when a lot of companies are unemployed? are filing for bankrupt like this past um, week, uh, J.C. Penney uh, filed for for bankruptcy. And then Nordstrom uh, announced that they were closing some stores. Um, and so we're starting to see um, the retailers, um, you know, we started to see in the numbers, it's like, you know, and, and these are jobs also, that I want to stress this is very important. These are jobs that are never coming back, right? If you've got, if they're closing a store, those jobs are eliminated. And then now let's say those are retail workers. Um, okay, well, if retail's getting hit, where are they going to go and shift over to another retailer? Well, you know, I, I personally know this mall that has JCPenney and Nordstrom. A lot of malls out there have JCPenney and Nordstrom. So if you lived where that Nordstrom was closing and now JCPenney is, you know, you know announcing bankruptcy, they might close those same locations because those if Nordstrom wasn't generating um, revenue from that from that store, then chances are JCPenney wasn't generating that much revenue for the store. So it, it's kind of like, you know, a lot of companies come out of bankruptcy, you could say leaner. Okay, well they have to cut all the fat, the you know, the things that, that were losing the money. So chances are a lot of these retailers are located in certain areas of the country were not doing so well, those are the ones that are going to be closed. And thus, those jobs are eliminated. And, you know, are they coming back? Well, no, they're not coming back there. Like, you know, so these 
individuals that worked at these the retail locations, they would have to find jobs somewhere else. But retail is so hard right now um, that, you know, where where are they going to easily just, oh, okay, well, I'll just work for XYZ department store. You know, you don't, I mean, Macy's is it's still around. Um, and obviously they're uh, going through some st- st- um, hard times as well. But again, it's like how many people can Macy's or like hire or other little stores in the mall um, that that are being hit. So, you know, th- this is a concern and this is something that that will need to be addressed, um, you know, as we go into the election year. But then the same thing is, is if some of these stores are the ones that are getting supplies from China um, and, you know, uh, and the. I'm not talking about retail in general, just any any business here that was normally working and getting um, uh, goods from China. And if tariffs come again, then not only are they not making as much anymore because of the, what has happened here in the U.S., but they're going to they're going to have to pay more in tariffs. So all this is not looking good um, for you know, for the U.S. economy in the future. So that's why we've had a lot of volatility of pe- uh, in the market of what's to come. We also got a glimpse of retail sales this past week. And uh, it, you know, as, as, as predicted, wasn't, wasn't pretty. Um, the only sector that we saw some activity on, which makes sense, is grocery stores, uh, online and retailers. But when it comes to clothing, electronic clothing was down seventy eight percent. Electronics was down sixty percent. Uh, furniture, home furnishing stores were down fifty eight percent. Restaurants around thirty percent. Gasoline's thirty percent. So when we and I mean that's expected, right? I mean we knew it was bad. Um, so that's that's changed from March. It changed from from April. Um, we start again. It's you start to see a little bit better improvement in grocery stores and online retailers, again, up 21%. That's the only two areas where we saw a little change from um, from April, but everything else continued to be where it was. Like clothing was down 90%, electronics was down 64% in April. So this is, you know, this is, we could hopefully... Um, you know, the optimism this week was that this is the bottom and we could only get better. And I believe we will, in the sense that if we are reopening, you're going to start seeing a little bit more activity. Uh, now, you know, the other risk that's down the road um, we will be hearing in the news is, is you know, a second wave. So this uh, upcoming week, we have um, some large cap Big retailers reporting earnings. We got Target, we got Walmart, uh, we got some home improvement stores. Both of the major home improvement stores, Home Depot and Lowe's, reporting earnings this week. Uh, we got Financial Intuit um, and uh, Nvidia. So it should be um, a good earnings week as well. We'll get a peek into what has been going on, what they've been seeing. Um, now these are strong retailers that actually been in business during this whole closing. So, uh, you know, they should be reporting uh, good earnings um, and, you know, give us an indication of 
of what they see and and you know because they've been you know I know Walmart's been hiring um, I don't I'm not too sure about the the other retailers but I'm sure if they're open during this time and and to meet up with the man they they would have to bring in more staff so um, also the Fed minutes um, will be announces well, we'll actually get to see what what um, what happened in the meeting. I do think given that a lot of there's an argument that this rally in the market is due because of the Fed action or the Fed backstopping a lot of things, uh, it's very important to see what what they're thinking. I believe it's going to be on Wednesday, so that's something also to look out for for this week. I want to thank everybody for turning into this podcast. I, I, I appreciate your patronage. And if you feel this is something um, informative, um, you know, feel free to share this with uh, friends or colleagues. Thank you very much, everyone. And have a terrific and wonderful day.